Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1278, air date July 26th, 2023. Or the First Amendment, Second Amendment, all of our inalienable rights that this maniac, tyrannical government is trying to take away. At record pace, get yourself the holograph sticker there, weaponized news, the white background sticker, and the clear background sticker. Put it on your guitar, your laptop, your bumper. Help spread the word about the First Amendment, free speech, and independent journalism. Weaponizednews.com forward slash shop. We have a very important show today to help break that cognitive dissidence and mind control that many people in this country are under. We have Dr. Shiva Ayadure running for president of the United States and doing many other things. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. And then we have our co-host, Thomas, from Alpha Mega Energy. How are you doing today, Thomas? Good. It's great to be here with uh, Dr. Shiva. Uh, such an honor uh, to have the, the opportunity to have you on Weaponized News and uh, educate the public about uh, uh, your uh, wonderful platform and have these uh, incredible, uh, more independent candidates that, are, that have this uh, high level of integrity, willing to scrutinize absolutely everything. Uh, hold no punches and, and do all of the uh, investigative research and really do the digging and fighting for uh, Americans instead of these uh, right to co corrupt uh, party line politics. So welcome to uh, Weaponized News. Thank you so much for, for coming. It's great to have you here. Uh, Good to be here. Steven. Thank you. So where should we begin? I know you just talked about the First Amendment. Maybe that's a good place to start. Let's talk about we. I'm censored over here. I was banned off Facebook, YouTube, Google, Spotify for for speaking out against the uh, the COVID tyranny. So tell us about your censorship. They censored the heck out of you everywhere as well. Well, I think the most important thing to recognize is that it was my lawsuit um, in September of 2020, which discovered the entire censorship infrastructure, which is which, and that discovery in that lawsuit has been censored by the people that claim that they're fighting censorship. That's what's the real story here. And it's happening in real time right now by the subcommittee on the weaponization of government. You know, if you go back and look at my lawsuit, which we had a major, it's the only lawsuit where we got a federal injunction first issued against the government. And um, this is where we really need to start. So, you know, in December 15, 1791, it's a very important day because on that day is when America was really born in my view because on that day, the First Amendment was passed, right? Meaning it became ratified. And um, what does the First Amendment say? Among many things, one of the key things when it comes to speech, it says Congress, which is a the legislative body in the United States system, right, of governance, will not pass any law, law shall not pass any law which will abridge the freedom of speech, right? So again, Congress, which is one of the three branches which creates laws is prohibited by the US Constitution from passing any law that can abridge freedom of speech. It's pretty That's clear. What they say, supposedly, but we know they violated that and they're violating it every single second of every single day. Right. So now you fast forward to November 16th, 2018. And the months leading to that or the year leading to that, um, the House of Representatives debated 
and passed unanimously a bill called the Creation for the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, CISEP, right? And that yeah. was done unanimously. That means all 450 plus Congress people, some of them, many of them who are on the so-called Republicans and Democrats are on the weapon, weaponization of government, claiming that they're now fighting for the First Amendment, were, were voted unanimously. That bill then went to the Senate, I believe in October, and with one modification, it passed by unanimous consent. And D Donald Trump, the so-called MAGA patriot, is the one who signed that into law. What do you make? What do you make of them just coming out now and saying weaponization of the federal government? I mean, is this to demoralize us? They're just telling us, hey, the government is weaponized against you, and you're not going to do anything about it. Well, that word, if you go read the amended complaint of my lawsuit, is literally from the first sentence of the first paragraph in the lawsuit. Okay. So let's talk about that. So November 20, yeah, so so it's a limited hangout. It's all theater. So in 2018, Trump, the so-called person who's a patriot, signed that into law, and all of the Congress people, Republicans and Democrats, unanimously voted for it. And when you really think it, thought about it, and that law essentially was a destruction of the First Amendment. And, it, and so when you step back and think about it, every one of those people who voted for that and Trump who signed it, the only conclusion is that they hate the United States of America, the foundational principle, and they hate this country. There's no other logical thing unless you want to hang on to thinking these people are going to help you. But all of those people unanimously passed that. Unanimously. And Trump, I don't want to hear while well, Trump didn't read. He doesn't know how to read. <laughs> people in the swamp. He's dumb. There's a secret plan, don't you know? Right. There's all the Q nonsense. He signed it into <laughs> law. And you have to just think about that. If Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama had signed it, there would have been a revolution in this country. So they needed a white guy after this black guy. And by the way, 55% of Trumpers voted for Obama. So the establishment knew that they had run out their the theatrics with Obama. So they needed a white guy who would talk all this stuff. You know, I'm going to lock Patriotic rhetoric. Yeah, he has great it's patriotic rhetoric. Patriotic rhetoric, which... And by the way, you know, the, the two times I met Trump, he looked like a out of work actor who was frail, you know? So he, that's, you have to understand Trump wanted to be an acting. He went to the, you know, he went to WWE, UFC. His agent was Ari Emanuel. The Apprentice, people don't re seem to have uh, the memory loss that he ran a, a reality TV show, The Apprentice. Yeah, but like more importantly, his agent is Ari Emanuel, who's Rahm Emanuel's brother who runs William Morris Agency, which is now Endeavor. So you have uh, an under Ari Emanuel, one individual owns political theater, all the politicians, Hollywood theater, UFC, and recently they bossed WWE. So if you just consider what the elites are doing, they are owning theater. Elon Musk is a stupid idiot, non-engine. I mean, this guy hasn't invented anything, okay? Except he's great for theatrics. Joe Rogan well, he, he did he did invent the uh, the um, cap the gas cap a uh, cover for the uh, the charging uh, port. Uh, oh, okay, oh, great, yeah, wonderful. Thank you, thank you for reminding yeah, me of that. Okay, but uh, <clears throat> the bottom line is these guys are actors. Joe Rogan's agent is Ari Emanuel. Joe Rogan will never. I mean, he follows me. People have said, "Doc, why don't you put Dr. Shivan back when I did all the genetic GMO research?" So he is essentially owned and operated by these people. But but once you get 2018, 
now let's for, fast forward to 2020 here in Massachusetts. Um, you know, in 2018, we had run against Elizabeth Warren as independent. You would have thought the Republicans would have embraced someone like me, not some bullshitter five acre fuck act. But you were discriminating against Indians. That was the problem. Yeah. Well, our campaign was only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. I remember. <laughs> right. And we just, we're the ones, you know, we, I sent Elizabeth Warren a DNA test kit. She refused it. That got tweeted out. They got a lot of press. And we had probably 4,000 signs in Massachusetts, which said only the real Indian. I think I have one here. Yeah. Which had one of these signs up there. You may have seen these. Only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. Okay. So you couldn't get out of is Massachusetts. She, What's that? Is she, is she campaigning? Uh, to cancel the student loans so she doesn't have to pay back her, her student loan, which she uh, filed as a fraudahontist. Yeah, but if you remember, we had 4,000 of these signs up. We forced her to take the DNA test. I told her I'll give her my building in Cambridge if she took it, my $10 million building she refused. But the net of us was, she was forced to take that DNA test because you couldn't leave any part of Massachusetts without seeing our signs up. And then Trump tried to take credit for it. So. In 2020, when we decided to run, we decided, okay, we'll give the Republicans a shot. We had 3,000 volunteers on the ground. You, uh, we raised two million bucks in a primary. When Massachusetts Republicans always fold, they don't even bother raising any money. So the Republican GOP got so concerned that I may win the primary, they found an idiot to run. I mean, we had 25,000 lawn signs up, 10,000 bumper stickers. You couldn't leave Massachusetts without on any major highway without seeing huge billboards that we bought. So they find a guy to run. He maybe has one lawn sign up, no campaign. So on September 1st, 2020, the word on the street was Dr. Shiva is going to win by a landslide. And uh, when the results come in, we find out that I win. There's nine counties in a county called Franklin County, working class community, predominantly whites who love me. And in that county, the, the ballots are all hand counted, paper ballots, primarily. And I win by 10 points. And every other county was 60-40, 60-40, 60-40, 60-40, And it was ridiculous because even the GOP rhinos were saying Shiva was going to win on a landslide. So anyway, I had to put my hat on as an MIT engineer, as a scientist. Um, and I started studying these voting machines. And what you find out is there's a, the D-Bowl voting machines created by ESS, had an interesting manual on one of the chapters which said that there's a feature called the weighted race feature, a weighted race feature. That means if you got 20 votes and I got 20 votes, they could escalate your votes multiplying by a factor of two, so you get 40 votes, and decrement or debase my votes, a more technical term, by let's say 0.5. So I end up getting you know only 10 votes. It's a feature. In the voting systems, and always create that margin right but it was created you know because these same voting systems were used in um i think companies publicly traded companies you know and that would make sense right if you own if, if, if there's a total outstanding shares of a million shares and you owned um you know two hundred thousand shares your vote you know from a shareholder perspective is worth 20.2 right you see what i'm saying yeah. Else's vote. So anyway, that makes sense why you needed a bit weighted race feature. But they've been, this is something nobody ever talks about. You're saying they're rigging corporate elections as well. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm saying it has the potential. To that, yeah, but that's where the voting systems that feature was in there. Why should they be in federal election voting machines? 
but it was allowed by the secretaries of state. So anyway, so when I came to find out about this, I went and now remember on a on a voting machine. This is wrong before Mike Lindell was doing cray cray shit selling pillows. That's all he was interested in. He didn't really want to solve this problem. Uh, many people use the discoveries I made, Trump including, made a half a billion dollars off my work, and I'll come back to that. But the point is, when a paper ballot goes into these voting machines, a photograph is taken, it's called a ballot image, and then the machine's artificial intelligence figures out which dots go to which candidates, right? That's a whole other thing. Uh, it's called ballot image analysis. So my work at that point was, hey, if the ballot are scanned, I want the ballot images, which is by 52 USC 20701, a law passed 50 years ago by an all uh, Democrat majority in the House. It said you must preserve all records in connection with the federal election for 22 months. So we took one of our volunteers, we went to the Secretary of State's office with a camera and we said, hey, we like the ballot images. You must have it on a hard drive. I'm a candidate. And we issued a FOIA. They said, ah, we deleted those images. Okay. Um, IRS makes us keep, keep our tax records for seven years. Exactly. Exactly. Now, this is a federal law, 52 USC 20701. So I gave them my formal uh, public records request, and they have 10 business days to answer that, which was on September 24th. Nothing from the Secretary of State's office. So I write to them and say, hey, you're violating the state law by not responding to my public records request. And then voila, within a couple of hours, I get back their response saying, oh, we don't need to save those images. And I go, can you show me the law? The next email is a email, which is a reference to a voting machines, how it works. And I go, this has nothing to do with the question. I said, you violated federal law. So now I have these four emails, two of mine and two of theirs. Um, if you go on Twitter, you know, I would do a tweet and I'd get 30,000 retweets. Very, very, and all of my followers, no bots, none of that. I mean, I'd built up a real loyal following from 2007. So anyway, I go on Twitter and I said, Massachusetts deleted one over 1 million ballot images. The election is null and void, violation of USC 20701. And I post those four emails. Within a few hours, I'm thrown off Twitter. Never been thrown off Twitter. And remember, at that point, I'm still a U.S. Senate candidate, though I have lost the quote unquote loss of primary, we'd moved our campaign to a very powerful write-in campaign. Again, we have 3,000 volunteers, very powerful campaign. The other idiot maybe had no volunteers. So yeah, boots on the ground everywhere. Massive. Yeah. If you want, I'll, I can play a video showing this. Would you like to see a video? Sure. Let's play your video and um, remind us again exactly what the date of how when this transpired so we can paint so, the timeline. Yeah. So September 1st, 2020 is the primary. Okay. September, I filed the FOIA right on September 9th. That, you know, I'm sort of day and night understanding these voting machines. In fact, started doing videos about it. September 24th, 25th is when I'm thrown off Twitter. Okay. Subsequently, and uh, and by the way, we're, we've moved our campaign to a write-in campaign. And guess what the slogan of our write-in campaign is? Stop election fraud. So let me, can I share my screen here? Or, um, sure. I think I, I can. Down there in the center, there's a little screen with an up arrow. Right. So let me go over to it. I may have to, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my screen. Hold on. Are you? No, I have it loaded up right here on my stream right here. One second. Here we go. All right. 
So I'm going to go to yours and share my screen with you. So where are you guys? Uh, share screen. Okay, great. Great. You guys, should, you guys can see. Yeah, you guys can see this, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going to now, ready? So I'm going to share this video, okay? So I'm going to share a video, which was a video that we did about the fact that we were now, this is mid-September, okay, that we had moved our campaign to a write-in campaign. Here we go. On September 1st, the working people of Massachusetts rose up to elect one of their own for U.S. Senate. They united beyond black and white, beyond left and right, to unleash a movement for truth, freedom, health. 3,000 volunteers, 10,000 lawn signs, 20,000 bumper stickers, millions of phone calls, massive rallies, over 20,000 donations, funding highway billboards, ads on social media, radio and network TV, making Dr. Shiva for Senate a household name. The people of Massachusetts were headed for a landslide victory. But on the eve of election night, Secretary of State Galvin spread disinformation saying only 150,000 would vote in the Republican primary, 100,000 less than 2018. On election night, Shiva for Senate won in Franklin County by nearly 10%, but lost in every other county by 20% to an invisible opponent, neither heard nor seen, had no lawn signs, no bumper stickers, no organization, in short, no campaign. In Franklin County, ballots were counted mainly by hand. In all other counties, mainly digital scanners generated ballot images tabulated by electronic software. Evidence comparing number of votes to voters revealed blatant fraud. In Boston, 4,000 more votes than voters. In Newton, 1,700 more votes than voters. More votes than voters in every city for which Shiva for Senate received data. Mathematicians and data analysts discovered a completely improbable frequency pattern of voting revealing the software for electronic tabulation was set to reduce Shiva for Senate votes by 50% and increase their votes by 20%. More disturbing, ballot images were destroyed. Federal law demands all records, documents generated in connection with an election must be retained for 22 months. Massachusetts violated federal law. The establishment does not want one of us, working people, to represent us. When we win, they cheat. When we win, they rig their software to steal our democracy. You now have a choice. Accept election fraud, accept corruption, or fight. We choose to fight to escalate our movement for truth, freedom, health by leading a write-in campaign for Dr. Shiva for U.S. Senate to unite working people to build a defiant movement to expose and destroy their system of power, profit, and control. Join us. Write in Dr. Shiva for U.S. Senate now or by November 3rd. It's time for us. This is Dr. Shiva, and I approve this message. I wanted to share that. So we ended up distributing close to 2 million cards door to door uh, everywhere we went by hand. Does that make sense? That's a lot of cards. Man. It's a lot of stuff, man. So this was, I mean, yeah. you're talking about we had massive ground support. So that is going on. In the middle of that campaign, I'm a bona fide Senate candidate, a U.S. Senate federal candidate, and I'm thrown off Twitter. Now, that's election interference, isn't it? It's, it's, it's gross. It gets even more interesting. The next day after I'm thrown off a... Did they ever even give you a reason? Let me get to it. 
Um, so what ends up happening is a one of those fa fake fact-checking organizations writes an article in a news. In fact, Reuters put it out. Okay, Reuters and AP. Oh, this guy. There were no millions of ballots destroyed. I never said ballots. I said ballot images. Leave out the word images. And I said he. They said he was thrown off. And when we called the Secretary of State's office, and this is going to get to the heart of it, they said we discovered that. The Secretary of State's office, the government, had contacted Twitter to tell them to stop what Dr. Shiva was doing. Do you get what I'm saying? The government had contacted a private company to tell them to deploy, or they had contacted them. We don't know what they said. And I said, wait a minute, this is a gross violation of the First Amendment. I tried to get lawyers in Massachusetts. No one wanted to take on the Secretary of State. Why? His name is a guy called William Galvin. He's called the Prince of Darkness. This guy owns, that's what he's called. He owns every major politician. And you know, most lawyers are pussies. They don't want to fight the government. So I had to file my own lawsuit. I had to study what state action was. I've never been in federal court. So I filed my lawsuit and I submitted for a preliminary injunction, which is very hard to get. You have a lawsuit and an injunction, if you understand the law, is a lawsuit can take years. But an injunction says, Your Honor, I have enough. I want you to look at the merits of this case because I think I have something substantive here. You need to give me an emergency hearing. Judges don't like to do that. Anyway, we get the hearing with a guy called Mark Wolf, who was appointed by Reagan, um, older judge. And uh, so I go in, and this is now October, uh, I think, 15th, 2020. October 12th, you can, by the way, there's a website, we documented everything. It's almost a movie. Well, the election's coming fast and that's why you need the emergency and Oh yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah, because so this is, um, the election's November 4th, I'm running a write-in campaign. So we, and the reason we moved it to write-in because write-ins all have to be done by hand, okay? So uh, we get a hearing and now two days before the hearing, I write to Fucker Carlson and AKA Tucker Carlson, who claims he's fighting for whatever the conservatives, he does nothing, nothing. I mean, this is one of the most historic lawsuits, a US Senate candidate. This happens in, in foreign countries like Zimbabwe or Chile, right? A US Senate candidate being deplatformed by the government for criticizing them. That's why we created the first amendment. So we go into federal court and, um, and by the way, remember COVID is going on. So it's all on zoom, 2000 people show up on zoom. They had to shut down Zoom. There were so many people. And um, the judge and I cross-examine the Secretary of State's social media director, a young woman. And, this, and the, 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 his chief counsel was there, who was the one who had sent me those emails. And in that conversation, me and the judge cross-examined this woman and basically say, well, what happened when you saw this tweet? Oh, we were very concerned that he was saying ballots were being destroyed. I said, ballot images, okay? And the judge said, what did you do? They said, oh, we, we, we wanted this removed. And he goes, what did you do? He goes, well, we have a special VIP portal into Twitter. And he goes, what is that? He goes, oh, we have a partner support portal, which gives us direct access and our issues are escalated. So government has a direct connection to big tech. Is this the first time? I think this is the first time that this has come out in court, 100% proving first that you time ever in human history. Okay. And in fact, the government has a direct line. Yeah. And, and so, so right. It gets more interesting. The judge says, What did you do? He goes, Well, we reported him. 
And then he says, what happened? Oh, we saw he removed those tweets. They removed those tweets. And he goes, how did you feel? This is all in courtroom transcript. We felt relieved. Government contacts a private company to silence the speech. It wasn't Twitter did it. It's government made Twitter do it. And the woman that did this is a woman called Michelle Tassinari. She's a chief counsel for the state. Now you'll find out Michelle Tassinari, which we found out later, also sits on the general counsel of SISA, of the top five members. All right? Real tyrant, yeah. Right. She's, she's everywhere, in fact. So after this, uh, the judge is appalled. He says, I may be an old man, but he goes, had you guys ever thought about simply going on Twitter and saying, hey, we disagree with you. Ballots weren't deleted. You ever think about combating what you think bad speech was with your own truthful speech? Oh, no, we didn't think about that. So the judge is appalled, but he gives me all the terms of my injunction. Remember this. This is history making. A federal judge. And not only that, he reams. It's me against three Harvard lawyers. We also find out in that hearing cross-examination, they had also contacted another organization called the National Association of State Election Directors, led by women at that time called Amy Cohen. And that organization had gotten $50 million, uh, I'm sorry, an organization she led called the Center for Election Innovation Research had gotten $50 million from Zuckerberg. Anyway, the National Association of State Election Directors is like the AAA of all the state election directors, but they too have a direct connection to Twitter. And they too had contact to Twitter. So that means a force of 50 states and the United States and the Massachusetts government had contacted Twitter to deplatform the United States Senate US citizen candidate running for office. The judge is freaking ballistic. He gives me all the terms. That night I write to Tucker Carlson and I said, Tucker, we just want a major lawsuit. We've discovered this backdoor portal. And Hunter Biden's friend, Tucker Carlson, we should remember, did nothing. In fact, on that day, Fucker Carlson had put out a request to all of his followers, please go light on Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden had given Fucker Carlson's son his recommendation letter. So you understand this. This is what I call the swarm. So, but I get put back on Twitter, guess when? On November 4th, 20, this is now 2020, after the election's over. I lost 39 days off being off Twitter, of the most important time, which is the platform for speech, for political speech, right? Instagram and Facebook are very different. So I come back on November 4th, I'm once again tweeting again of all sorts of stuff, exposing Fauci, exposing, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, you know the, the COVID stuff, that, all of that stuff. And then on February 1st, I do something interesting. A lot of my followers are saying, Dr. Shiva, what's going on with your lawsuit? Remember, that's just the preliminary injunction. So once again, I share, I give a long narrative of what's going on and bring them up to date. And I share those four emails. Boom. Within 17 minutes, I was thrown off. Not within like hours, but within 17 minutes. I go back into court the next Monday. I said, Your Honor, they lied to you. When they said that they would honor your order, which is a federal court order, they forgot to tell you that they had already told Twitter to put this in their algorithms, which means anytime those images came up, it's a simple if then else statement. And so the judge says, in order for me to give you restitution, I need you to bring Twitter into the lawsuit. First federal lawsuit, the only lawsuit of its kind on the issue of government and Twitter working together, Twitter is brought into that lawsuit.
And now it's me against seven lawyers, three, two from the state, one um, from the state election directors, four from Twitter. In fact, you know who's rep You represented yourself? You had no lawyer? Nope. That's pretty awesome. What do they call it? Pro se? Pro se. It's very interesting. So my lawsuit is set in late May. The night before my second hearing, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is this partner support portal? What is this? And I find a document. I'm digging and digging, searching everywhere. And I know how to do sort of these advanced searches because uh, I used to write search engines years ago. And I find a very interesting file written by Katie Minshall on a server in England. It turns out this partner support portal, government to Twitter, was first rolled out in England, as you can imagine, because the British don't like the First Amendment. So parliamentarians could... Stop being mean to Reuters. Come on. What's that? Stop being mean to Reuters. Yeah. Right. So they could they could suppress British citizens. And then that same infrastructure was rolled out in the Indian elections and then Taiwan and New Zealand. And it was brought here in 2018. And how do I know that? Because I found two other documents. And um, if I share my screen again with you guys, um, I found a, a, and these are very, very important foundational documents that you guys should all see. Let me um, share my entire screen here for you. Um, and these documents, so literally the night before, it's like 2 a.m., that's why I believe there's a God, I find, um, you guys can see my screen? So let me, um, so I find these, actually what I want to do is let me stop this. Um, actually, I want to share with you. Um, so we, by the way, all of this was being documented on a website called winbackfreedom.com. Because, you know, I'm representing myself with no lawyers. And so I uh, put all of this up and it's, it's been up there for, by the way, I've been up there for nearly three years. So all these idiots like Matt Ta Taibbi, who plagiarized our stuff, fucker Carlson, all knew about this. It's been out there in the public. So let me share this with you. So, so um, here's that lawsuit. Okay. And what you see here, can you guys see that screen? Okay. So what do you see here? What you see here is this is the law, first historic lawsuit, okay, to show government made Twitter sign. And and this is, and I'll get back to this. So in this lawsuit, everything's here. Um, this is, These are my filings. And you will see one of the things we discover is these playbooks. You see these? Election Influence Operations Playbooks. These playbooks were created at Harvard Belfer School. And if I were to show you, this is quite extraordinary. These playbooks, guess who wrote the playbooks? The playbooks were written none other than by Michelle Tassinari, Twitter legal, okay? Republicans and Democrats created these playbooks. And these playbooks talk about how you target U.S. citizens, see? All of these people wrote these playbooks. The defendants in my lawsuit, and they were acting to the judges, though they never knew each other. And in these playbooks, it, it says that how you will brand a U.S. citizen as an influence operator if they're spreading misinformation. And, it, and, it, and they call them an I.O. This is all created at the Belfer School. And it goes through gross detail of what you consider misinformation, including if someone says people who run elections are corrupt, which is what I was doing. They actually give the keywords. All right. Then it gets even more interesting. OK. In this. Uh, oops. Um, I don't know where I am here. Can you guys see my. Uh, let me go back here. Um, in, in this. Yeah. In this, um, let me go back here. Um, so in this, um, yeah, so here we go. All right. Um, 
In this document, actually, I'm going to go here. So you guys can see this, right? Yes? Okay. The other playbook is even more ridiculous. It literally lays out a step-by-step, um, it lays out a step-by-step plan, um, an algorithm of how you will silence your U.S. citizens who bring this up. And that is called Playbook 2. And in this playbook, and again, remember, I'm, I'm finding these documents the night before my lawsuit. In this playbook, it says how you will denote someone who is spreading misinformation step by step. And it's got a four-part plan. I found it on a server at Harvard, okay? And it says how you anticipate, you prepare, you identify, resolve, and you learn and improve. And part of this thing, and I, by the way, um, is how you will... And here, um, let me go, go through this. They literally give the details of how you look. So they talk about the partner support portal. Literally, again, this is for government. How government has a special portal. And that's why I believe there's a God when I saw this. This was literally hours before. I mean, it's like crazy, man. And they tell you what keywords you should look for. But let me tell you how interesting it gets. It actually has a algorithm, how you will decide who's a high severity, medium severity, and low severity threat to these people, okay? And a high severity threat is what I fit into, a high severity threat. And by the way, here's a partner support portal for Twitter, how all the backdoor portals. A high severity threat is someone who is has a lot of credibility, and what you will do to them, first, a high severity threat, you will activate your teams, you will inform Twitter, and then you will constantly monitor them. So you see, when I was thrown off in September, that was the first part. And then I was constantly monitored. So when I put that tweet again, that's when this playbook went into action. So anyway, so why do I want to share this with you? Because here I am in federal court sharing all of this um, with the judge, and I Tell the and I start reading from this playbook, and I said, Your Honor, all of these defendants, these seven defendants, this is my opening testimony. It's supposed to be a two-hour hearing. I said, All these people have lied to Your Honor. All of them were involved in creating the documents to censor every United States citizen. And they did it on me. They followed a playbook. The judge says, Whoa, 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 you need to submit that as evidence. This is way before fucking Taibi, way before this shit you call Twitter files. And Tucker fucker Carlson knew about this and he concealed it. What's that, Sean? Come over here. Do you need me to do? Audience can't hear. What should I do? Oh, your stream right. Yeah. Share that. Yeah. There's no such thing as uh, elections fraud. Uh, even when Bill Barr's DOJ uh, uh, convicts a Philadelphia judge convicted of conspiring to violate civil rights and bribery, and they convicted this judge, Democrat judge, for doing crime, uh, elections fraud, during the 2014 elections, the 2015 elections, and the 2016 elections uh conspiring to derive 
uh, deprive persons of civil rights and using interstate facilities in aid of bribery. During his guilty plea, Demuro, uh, Dominic Demuro is his name of Philadelphia, Demuro admitted, quote, that while serving as an elected municipal judge of elections, he accepted bribes in the form of money and other things of value in exchange for adding ballots to increase the vote totals for certain candidates on the voting machines. So, and he also said, I rang up the votes using the voting machines. So using those machines in his jurisdiction and for certifying tallies of all of the ballots, certifying fraudulent ballots, he also further admitted that a local political consultant gave him directions and paid him money to add votes for candidates supported by the consultant, including candidates for judicial office, whose campaigns actually hired that consultant, and other candidates for various federal, state, and local elective offices preferred by that consultant for a variety of reasons. So a middleman who's literally selling the elections to political candidates and the judge is conspiring and involved in rigging the elections, ringing up the votes on the elections, rigging machines, involved in making fake ballots, fraudulent ballots. He also admitted that the votes he added in exchange for payments by the political consultant increased the number of votes fraudulently recorded and tallied for the consultant's clients and preferred candidates, thereby diluting the ballots cast by actual voters. After the DOJ published this information, of course, Bill Barr came out on television lying through his teeth that there's no evidence at all of election fraud. Hey, don't look at the DOJ website, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, look, so look, 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 the reality is this stuff has been going on for a long time. OK, in Massachusetts, the Republicans did this. So we don't want people to think that the Democrats are doing this or the Republicans are doing this alone. They're both doing this. But it, what we had discovered here is not only election fraud, which is what occurred, but the fact that we had discovered the backdoor portal into Twitter, the manuals that they use to silence opposition candidates. This is the United States of America. And it's damning, it's damning yes. It came out in federal court. More importantly, all of this, so, so that was day one of the hearings. 2,000 people are on that hearings. In fact, all of Kennedy's people came to our hearings. Fucking Robert Kennedy knew about, I'm the one exposing this. So think about what I'm saying here. So this guy who's not part of the political establishment is exposing all of this in federal court. The judge, after he said, you got to submit all this and you can read all the transcripts. Thousands of people are listening and he says, I want you to file all of this and we're going to have a hearing the next morning. Next morning we show up again, a couple of thousand people. And by the way, we were doing videos of this. So hundreds of millions of people all over the world knew about this. So it's not like no one in the United States knew about this. But the left and the right, particularly the right wing so-called people care about America, patriots waving the flag, they concealed all of the news, all of it. And they're the real scumbags. Yes, the Democrats are assholes, and they are. But the fucking right wing guys who conceal this, they're the biggest snakes. So what happens the next morning? The judge comes in, Wolf, and he goes... You know, he goes, I got up at six in the morning and I read Dr. Shiva's briefs that he had submitted. And by the way, the head of Wilmer and Hale, Wilmer and Hale is the number one law firm in the country, probably in the world. Who was representing Twitter was Wilmer and Hale's uh, chief vice chairman. 
And she said, you know, your honor, his lawsuits are too good. We don't believe he's writing them. We think he's having shadow counsel. That's how good my lawsuits were, guys. And I was working day and night for this country. No one's funding us. We're not selling pillows off this. Okay. So the next morning, the judge comes in and he goes, this lawsuit will be taught in every constitutional law class in the United States. And then he turns to me, he goes, I got up at six in the morning. I read your stuff. In fact, I called Howard Cooper. He's one of the leading lawyers in Massachusetts for constitutional law. I know you've done this lawsuit on your own, but I have the right to appoint you a constitutional attorney. And they go, the opposition freaks out. Oh, you can't do that. They object, all this stuff. So anyway, he says, I want you to call Howard Cooper up. So when a federal judge says that, you listen, okay? So anyway, what ends up happening is that we have found the entire architecture, not only that, the playbooks. And that after that, I was appointed a judge, a, sort of a lawyer, to help me brief up my lawsuits because the judge clearly wanted to give me a win at the federal court. Obviously, Twitter would appeal it to the appeals court. He wanted my briefs even tighter. So when we went to the Supreme Court, we'd win. And that hearing was set for July, mid-July. Between May and July, a document comes out and everyone can read it. In fact, it's called the Long Fuse Report. Let me share it to you again. The Long Fuse Report is also on our page. And uh, let me share it with you guys. And the Long Fuse Report is a report done by the Stanford Internet Observatory. Again, we were the first ones to discover this report. Not Matt Taibbi, not all these fools who literally are plagiarizing all our stuff, okay? So what does that lawsuit have? I mean, what does that document have? Well, that document goes into gross detail. Let me bring that up. Um, again, you can go to winbackfreedom.com. Oh, there you go. Sorry. All right. And here, can you see this? Okay. So if you go here, so I mean, everything is filed. Here's a long fuse report. In the long fuse report, it's a 300-page document. It, this is written in June now. The playbooks were written in 2018. It articulates in the long fuse report, it's a 200-page report, in gross detail, and you can see it's called Misinformation of the 2020 Election. And in this report, it identifies me, along with five other people, as being the top six super spreaders on the internet, okay? And super spreaders on the internet. And it says and it says that I was at the same level of internet spread as Trump, but I had nowhere near the money of Trump. I would do short tweets with long form videos and they apparently were viral as hell. And so I am branded as a top six people who's spreading misinformation. And as, as a part of that, they validate everything in the playbooks. So this comes out in 2021, the long fuse report. And um, when that came out, here I'm meeting with my newly appointed attorney, not appointed, but essentially an attorney who I'm told I should really work with, Cooper. And what ends up happening out of that is that in that, uh, so Cooper is supposed to, by the way, just to give you an idea why the, the judge at the apparent level appointed this guy was his job was to brief up my lawsuits to make them stronger. Well, three days before my hearing, the hearing in July, Cooper says, look, Shiva, you got an amazing lawsuit. You're going to be the first guy back on Twitter. This will be like the Roe versus Wade of civil rights lawsuits. But please drop all the claims against the government. Okay. 
He's trying to bribe me. He wanted me to drop all the claims because I had shown how the government was involved. It was RICO. It was black and white. And he wanted me to drop the claims. I said, what are you talking about, Howard? I said, your job was to brief this. What the fuck have you been doing? And what he had been doing was conspiring with the judge because they wanted to trust their martinis to put the guy back on the Internet so they could say, oh, yeah, we've protected free speech, but do not go after the government. You guys following this? Yeah. Bro. So he came in to be the cleanup man. Cleanup man. Exactly. You nailed it. That's a good term. The cleanup man. But guess what? I refused. And within three. And so he said, well, it's my way or the highway. So now I only have three days left. He's done nothing on the lawsuit. He has to file memorandums, uh, case law. So in three days, I had to do all this work, 2,000 pages I had to write myself. So we go into court and it's 2,000, thousands of people on, Kennedy's people are on, and it's now a pit of vipers. You have the judge, seven lawyers, my own lawyer who's been fired is called in, and I am suddenly made the enemy. We're going to file sanctions on you. How dare you need to drop all those claims? The judge is waving his finger at me. Why did you fire your attorney? It's crazy, man. It was like a crucifixion. People who were following me were having freaking vomiting at this because they knew what the fuck was happening. Fucker Carlson knew about this. Every major news media was told about this. The most historic lawsuit in U.S. history. No one covered it. A couple of people did. Steve Bannon did a little piece. Gateway Pundit did a piece. I respect them for it. Some podcasters did, but not fucker, fucker Carlson. So what ends up happening? They forced me to say that if you don't do this, we're going to file charges, criminal charges against me, investigating me. So, and the judge seals that lawsuit. Everything you're seeing, he sealed because he didn't want that diagram to go out. Which diagram am I talking about? I'm talking about this diagram, which... And if you look at this diagram, this is probably the most important diagram. Um, and by the way, everyone's plagiarized off this, including the Weaponization Committee. This diagram talks about Tassinari, talks about Sisa, it talks about the Murdochs, it talks about Pierre Omidyar, talks about Zuckerberg, who funded this entire infrastructure, the Center for Internet Security, which would launder censorship. So when government here wanted to silence me, they put it through a nonprofit infrastructure so they could launder censorship. The judge wanted to silence this infrastructure and protects all the names of Republicans and Democrats and CISA signed by Trump, which had created this infrastructure. It's all out there, guys. This was done in 2021. In the middle of all this stuff, Fucker Carlson concealed it. Glenn Greenwald concealed it. And the ACLU concealed it. All people, in my view, are part of the intelligence community. So... This gets concealed and the judge forces me to file an amended complaint only with one claim. Oh, please put me back on Twitter. I do that and I walk away because I wanted to retain my rights. And in a few months, I'll be going right after DHS and CISA by myself. I'm not going to bring any lawyers. Now, all this is done. I'm deplatformed from Twitter all this time until December 2022. Another agent of the establishment, Elon Musk, who basically is like this with government, decides to put me back on. They thought they would buy me out. On December 2022, when I get back on Twitter, I once again tell Elon, I said, Elon, are you going to put, well, first tweet I did, 
sorry, in, in, in October, I write to Elon and I say, if you're if you bought Twitter, you better take down the backdoor portal. There, this entire censorship infrastructure, it's all here. And the next day on October 29th, guess what you see? It's like the CIA or the intelligence community goes into action. The Intercept, you know those that organization who claims they're fighting for us, put, literally takes my lawsuit, steals it, and Lee Fang, probably file a lawsuit on him too, says, oh my God, the DHS has backdoors into Twitter. That's out of my lawsuit. But that's only- I remember, I remember. Right, yeah. and fucker Carlson puts Lee Fang on. And watch what he tell, watch this now. So Tucker Carlson, and this is very important to understand. Let me go back to this. If you go back to this lawsuit, what do we see here? Okay. And the good news is everything because of the nerd I am on this is documented. Okay. So if you go to this here, can you guys see it? All right. So if you go here, you will see that I had documented. So here's, um, uh, this is a DHS leak stuff. Let me go here. Sorry. Um, and by the way, look at all the videos we've done. Video after video after video after video. 400 million people came to know about our lawsuit. So here is, um, and by the way, remember the Intercept was owned by Pierre Omidyar. He funded it. So the Intercept releases this um, news. Oh my God, we've discovered the backdoor portal. Just by the way, here's my email to Tucker Carlson in October. Here's my email in October. And I've met with Tucker, spoken to him before. Here's a federal judge's order in May. He didn't cover it. It's the most important lawsuit. We've discovered the backdoor portal into Twitter, the entire censorship infrastructure. Then two years later, here's Carlson covering Lee Fang. And it says, this is Tucker Carlson. This seems like a real important story, which is for some reason being ignored. Do you see that? Ignored by you, fucker. You are a fucking CIA agent. So I wrote, by the way, to the Pulitzer Committee because they're trying to steal our work. They plagiarized it. Glenn Greenwald had everything. Here it is. Another little fucking dweeb. Did nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So Alex Berenson did nothing. Alex Berenson, in fact, had a lawsuit and he settled, but I didn't settle with them, okay? So, oh yeah, but but he he uh, the deal I heard was he said okay I'm not gonna uh, do anything against the government I'm going after SISA and DHS. So what you're seeing here is Democrat and Republican, particularly the right wing, concealed this. Why? And the reason is to your earlier point. I don't fucking I'm not a house nigga as we say. Okay. N-I-G-G-A-H. Okay, I'm allowed to say that. And here's the bottom line, okay? What's that? What do you mean I don't like the government? Well, it's not I don't like the government. What I love is the United States. And these people hate America. Do you understand what I'm saying? Fucker Carlson hates America. Dinesh D'Souza hates America. Donald Trump hates America. Fucking Booby Kennedy hates America. Why do I say such harsh, simple words? Because in 2020 and 2021, they had the opportunity to use their megaphones to talk about the most important lawsuit. 
They didn't just ignore it. They concealed it. Eddie Bravo tried to reach Joe Rogan. They concealed it because I'm not in the left or the right. It's an independent movement exposing this. You see, they didn't want to give us all their views. The problem they have is we got it out to 400 million people. I was traveling to England, to Dubai. Oh, my God, I saw your lawsuit. That's awful. So everyone in the world knows it. But the mainstream media, including the right wing so-called patriots who wear the flag wave, they refuse to cover this lawsuit. And why? When it mattered. When it mattered. When it mattered. And you nailed it. So remember, so then they concealed it. Step one of a CIA operation. Then they know, shit, October 20th, Shiva's now exposing it. Then they release it in a limited hangout story. You've heard that term? A limited hangout? Yes. That's what the intercept is. The intercept is, a, in my view, it's a government arm. Go look, really study the intercept. They're owned by Pierre Omidyar. The guy owns everything. He funded the Center for Internet Security, which did the censorship. So do you understand the web here? Fucker Carlson's acting like he knows nothing. It's theater. So when I get back on Twitter, the first tweet I do is, hey, Elon, why don't you make me your CEO? That gets 20, 30 million views. That was in December. After that, I start tweeting, Elon, are you going to take down the backdoor portal? Because now they're doing this theater of Twitter files with Schellenberger, another asshole, who do not cite the lawsuit. And then they have all these brown guys, this guy, uh, Bhattacharya, okay? They file the uh, Missouri against Biden, purposely conceal our lawsuit, which was the first lawsuit to expose this. They're rewriting history. That's what they're doing because they do not want to expose a very simple fact. Democrat and Republican, Trump, the so-called MAGA guy, is the one who created CISA, which created that infrastructure. And that's why it's a disgrace that fucking Massey, that douchebag, what's his name? Jim Jordan, who runs theater all day like Trey Gowdy did with Hillary. They have not the decency to bring the guy who did all the hard work. They bring in fucking the reptile demon, booby fucking Kennedy, to give him credit because they need to give fake heroes to the American public, not the real heroes who did the fucking work. And that's why I use F every fucking time when I talk about booby fucking Kennedy. And you should use that word because where I come from in New Jersey, that's what we those are the kind of words we use. And no one's going to control my speech. So the real censorship here is a censorship of the censorship lawsuit, which exposes censorship law uh, uh, infrastructure. That's this fucking story. And so why do I hate booby fight? It's not I hate him. He's part of the system. And go look at the Kennedys. They're mobsters. And you're, well, you're creating that cognitive dissonance to break the mind control that we need our audience exactly. to hear because it seems they have all these people under the spell of cult of personality, whether it's Trump, whether it's Kennedy. You nailed it, man. You nailed it. And uh, wrap their mind around this whole thing's corrupt behind the scenes. They're working together laughing at all of us. It's theater. In fact, if you go to it even more deep, Trump's agent is Ari Emanuel. I mean, look, I used to be married to an actress in Malibu. All these people go to the same restaurant, Nobu. And let me give you something. This other fucker, James Woods, who acts like he's a conservative. You know what I'm talking about? James Woods He's on Twitter. Here's James yeah. Woods. As By the way, as I increase my tweets exposing Musk, my follower, my impressions go from five. And I have it all documented when we sue Musk also. 500,000 views per day 
down to 300,000, now down to 5,000 views. I'm in a digital cage. Kennedy is amplified. I had more followers than Kennedy before I went on. Remember, I don't want to hear him. Oh, I got thrown off Instagram. Well, that's probably a fucking limited hangout because who the fuck cares about Instagram per se? Because Twitter is the platform for politicians. And that's what I was thrown off. And this fucking douchebag is promoted as a fighter. The motherfucker supported Hillary Clinton three times. Not once, not twice, three times. He promoted lockdowns, strict lockdowns in 2020, while I was running demonstrations against them. Look, let me share with you something. It was I who, in right in the heat of this, I wrote an open letter to Trump. Here it is. It's right up. It was on Shiva for Senate. I ran the Fire Fauci campaign. Can you guys see this? Yeah. Okay, let me show you this. So this was a letter I wrote to Trump. And Marla Maples, who called me at the time, was very excited. She goes, me and Tiffany love everything you're doing. So here's the letter. And look at this letter. I wrote to Trump and I said, Trump, do you see the date on there? March 23rd of 2020. Kennedy had tweeted out lockdowns. I'm writing to Trump and say, Trump, fucking fire Fauci. I'm an MIT scientist who studies the immune system. Do not shut down. There's no need to shut down our entire country. That cost us $16 trillion. Then I lay out a protocol of how you can quarantine a small section of people, let everyone get to work and boost their immune system. Related out, man. The deputy secretary of the White House called me back. They got the letter. They did nothing. This is March of 2020. Trump did shit. Times in other years. In yeah, but, but you got to understand, Kennedy. Yeah. But you have to understand, let's go back to when it mattered. I think you said it very, very well. When it mattered. I, as a leader, I've always done the things when it mattered. I didn't have to do that. I'm an MIT PhD. All the MIT entire administration hated me for doing that. So I am exposing to the world at the right time. Don't lock down the country. If I were president, I would not have locked it down. Trump doesn't have brass balls. He has no fucking balls. He's a bullshitter. He's an actor. He kept Fauci. He locked down and fucking Booby Kennedy. And think about what the establishment doing right now. They're promoting two people as anti-establishment candidates, Trump and Kennedy. Both of them are like this with the establishment. They promoted lockdowns. And what did those lockdowns do? 600 billionaires, all their friends of them. I bet you 90% of them are on their cell phones. Got two, made $2.3 trillion. Small businesses shut down and they transferred wealth. Trump printed $7.9 trillion in one term. Obama took him two terms. <laughs> and most of that wealth went to Wall Street and their friends. Douchebag Kushner, the slumlord who used to do slumlording here in Somerville, got $2 billion. And they're both the same. So now they run the dialectic against Biden. But Kushner is left out of the equation, you see? And, but Jim Jordan and Thomas Massey are the biggest fucking creeps. Because they know about they have them. good sound bites. Yeah, they're playing the American people, man. They're treat. They hate. Oh, like you said, just like we saw it with Trey Gowdy, and you can just go down. Oh yeah, the but you but can I, go down the list of these clowns. I think, but we have to use very precise terms. 
Everyone repeat after me. These people hate America. They hate America. They hate you. They're not patriots. They'll put the fucking flag on their lapels, but they hate this fucking country. And immigrants like me who come here love this country. We really love this country because in India, there is no First Amendment. No other country has it. But on November 16, 2018, they fucking destroyed the First Amendment. It's gone, guys. That's why I called it win back freedom. It's not like, oh, yeah, it's win a bad situation. No, we're fucked up. And Elon Musk, that apartheid country motherfucker, that's where he came from. He came from South Africa. He actually believes in his mind of minds that he's better. So we've covered it. His father's a big part of technocracy. We've covered covered it about him. But think about it. Silicon Valley put forward Jack Dorsey. He was an open fascist. So then they bring his doofus Musk, who's supposed to make all the conservatives feel good. And every conservative started sucking him off. Dinesh D'Souza sucked his cock. James Wood sucked his cock. Every conservative bowed down to him. Oh, my God, Elon. And then they did the Twitter files, limited hangout. But the biggest elephant in the room, everyone knows this was, where's Dr. Shiva's lawsuit? That exposed us all. Why are you stealing? You, you don't like his new ID 2020 where he forces you can't even send a DM to somebody unless you, you give up your ID. I mean, you don't even have to do that to the police when they pull you over. They want to identify you. You don't have to give uh, uh, even the police your ID. It, it, there's no, no such thing as a stop an ID state. Well, he comes from South Africa where you had to show your ID everywhere you went. OK, so VaxPass and the uh, the mRNA printers uh, company that he's uh, funded. Well, uh, but, but, but listen, where does he, he build his factories in, in co- communist, communazi uh, uh, China and then in Nazi Germany? Uh, he's, he's certainly not he, building he them in Africa. He grew up in South Africa for 0.1 percent, controlled 99 percent where he had to walk around with IDs. OK, and he's not building a factory there to help the African people and their power. Right. Well, problem. he's using them to mine cobalt for for stupid electric cars. But here's the bottom line, guys. We have to get this very clear. These people hate this country. So how do we take the fight? We got to take it offline, right? We can't because there's, the no, there's only one. Like I said, they're going to shadow ban us. May just kick us off again. You know what I mean? So, so we have to take it. We have to take it offline into the into the real world. Yeah. So it's a great question. So you know, as you guys from the little you may have read about me, this has been a passion of mine since I was four years old. I experienced the Indian caste system. Doofus Vivek is a Brahmin bullshitter. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about Vivek. Let's yeah. Get into I don't want to talk about it. He's a fucking lying piece of shit. Everything out of his mouth it sounds like a fucking used car salesman. They all have great patriotic rhetoric, but then you turn around and look at what they're actually doing and their background, and they're all part of this same. Right. Uh, and what they're hoping for is, and they, by the way, the reason they do it so blatantly is they actually, in their heart of hearts, they hate people, man. They call the masses or asses. They think they're better. I went to Yale, I went to Harvard. They were given everything. About depopulation. Are they? We continue to report on this show. Uh, State Department Memorandum 200, the Kissinger Report. It's official U.S. Uh, foreign policy to control the population and depopulate. Well, it's look. It's I think what you want to really think about it in the larger context. It's about power, profit, control. Okay, if they can do stuff better with robots, they'll do it. If they can do better with carbon-based beings, they'll do it. The bottom line is power, profit, and control. And the purpose of power, profit, and control is to maximize power, profit, and control, okay? So 
when you understand this, the next thing that we all need to recognize is the reason they're able to execute the forces of power, profit, and control is because they have come to understand a very powerful educational knowledge base, and that is called system science. System science came into being around in the 1900s with the work of Norbert Wiener, the work of Claude Shannon, but the science of systems is about how you can do control mechanisms. It's called control systems. It originally was designed to see if we can create robots, okay? Then it was put into thermostats, it was put into your windshield wiper, but it's control systems. Control systems theory, system science, can be applied to anything. And the hundred, the 10,000 or 20,000 people, which I estimate, who know this, who go to the Kennedy School of Government, who go to places like MIT, understand this, they have used this science to manipulate the 8 billion people. And it is a fundamental science. It's as powerful as if you were a primitive caveman and you and some first guy finds fire, you become the 800-pound gorilla on the block. But the science of systems is what they use. So is that why they're so pissed off at you because you're sharing this knowledge with the masses? Yep. So I'm like Prometheus, man. I've taken this knowledge and I want to give it to everyone because ultimately one person can't do it. It is the science of systems that is going to liberate people. It is the science of systems because... And look, I used to teach at MIT. I discovered that the science of systems goes back tens of thousands of years. But the movement that I've created, which is what I've always, I've always been a ground activist, by the way, you'll see pictures of me uh, on the ground when I was 17 years old, leading massive protests, uh, protests against the war. Uh, even with the lockdowns, we did massive protests. We're the ones who stopped the vaccine mandates in New Jersey, not fucking Booby Kennedy. He tried, the motherfucker always tries to steal my credit because they allow him to do that because he they have to create the fake hero and that's what the kennedys have always done his father was a bullshitter he escalated the war in vietnam he's not a man of peace his other uncle is a complete douchebag these people are douchebags end to end but they have pr to try to confuse the masses that they're it's totally orwellian if you want to talk about or or orwellian look at the kennedys the people want a hero and they say they will provide it when the people need one and want one. And that's right. Like, that was peace. That was peace. A carpet bombing hundreds of millions of people across uh, multiple countries in Southeast Asia, exactly. Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, in, in conquering all of this, mass murdering uh, all of these people. Regime then, change. I, I mean, that won uh, Henry Kissinger the, the Nobel Peace Prize. Between that and then his launching of the Memorandum 200, uh, American official. Department of Defense policy that overpopulation is a national security threat and a national security threat to all of the NATO states. And that's that's their current uh, foreign policy uh, towards the world. And in the, the Memorandum 200 document, which is still on the CIA's website under their, their foreign front organization, the USAID, their official uh, foreign front organization that they run undercover, uh, you can find a you can go to their website, use the search uh, feature, type in Memorandum 200. You can read the document there. This is still an official open project. Now, just in the last couple of days, 
uh, uh, Robert Malone is, is talking about this. Finally, I've been pushing uh, uh, the people that have been exposing uh, Robert Malone, uh, mostly George Webb. I've been I've been all over George Webb about this continuously and asking George Webb to go after this to the point that George Webb has blocked me on Twitter seven different times, added me back six different times. Uh, uh, Look, Look, let's talk about the solution. Okay. Because that's, I think where we're headed towards. Um, Because when you unravel this, there's a systems framework to this. And when you understand the knowledge of system science as the elites do, you no longer see this as one-offs. It's not, you see Trump and Kennedy as part of what we call a disturbance in system science. It's one of the nine principles. Um, and once you understand the framework of this, we can get out of it. And I ge- keep giving this example over and over and over again. You know, As an engineer, if we were a thousand years ago, people said, there's no way we could ever fly. Only birds can fly, right? Yes. If I were to tell you a thousand years ago, we're gonna have electricity there's no way that can happen. What are you talking about? That's magic. But what science afforded us was to f- figure out certain laws of the universe. One of those laws was Bernoulli's principle. Once you figured that out, we could build airplanes. Problem is 99% of people don't even sit on their ass and study anymore. They probably don't even know what Bernoulli's principles. They don't even probably know how to even divide or add anymore. That's how bad the school systems have gotten. Yeah, the doctors don't even look at what's in the molecules of the drugs that they're giving to people. They talk about studies instead. Right. But a principle is different because once you understand a principle, you can apply it upstream. So when we understood Bernoulli's principle, we could create an airplane, which was impossible. When we understood the principles of, you know, Maxwell's equations, we could build motors. So similar to that vein with all humility and not so humility to be straight with you guys is that I've uncovered those principles and it comes out of system science. The elites actually know this. Henry Kissinger knows these principles. George Soros, by the way, is one of the theoreticians of system science, system theory. Now, do you think we have any chance of beating those people if we don't understand this fundamental science? You, one country has an airplane and you don't have airplanes and you think you're going to beat them? You're out of your fucking mind. So it became very, very dutiful for me to recognize that we had to teach the world system science and teach the world why we needed to build movements and teach people the concept of a self-organizing system and get people out of their head thinking someone from above is going to help you. I just want to get a glass of water, but I want to play you guys this video. Is that all right? I'm going to play this video for you guys. But in just five minutes, you'll understand what this discovery is. So let me play that for you. Um, John, just help me with this here. So so I'm going to play this video for our team here, for our guys here. I'm going to share for them my thing and I'm going to just like I did before let me share them here so I want to I want you guys to watch this video because this gets down to the solution because if I weren't to the solution I'd just be some ranting raving guy who's attacking these morons but let me play you this solution we have allowed our country to be taken over from within and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to, and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that, and that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing, 
There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We got to train people first with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, health. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up. Working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, Forget celebrities, you've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing Bernie Sanders, oh he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation, it's us. We're building a bottoms up movement and that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote-unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast and within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they wanna take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. 
but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhelp.com. It's uh, terrific. American leadership at its finest here. I mean, the reason I played you guys that video. Oh, what is this? It's a video you guys are playing? Yeah, just this is Mr. McConnell today. It just, uh, this video came out uh, right before we went live. Uh-huh. And it, he froze up. And so this is uh, the demoralization and humiliation of America. All our, quote, leaders are uh, turtle men like McConnell who are having strokes at uh, press conferences. Uh huh. He froze up. He just completely froze. Couldn't speak. Had to be oh. kind of carried away to the side. Yeah. He was about to give a speech there. He couldn't do it. Just uh, froze like a having a, a Biden head Republican right there. Yeah. Leader of the Republicans. Horrific. Somebody, somebody else had to take over the speech. But but look, everyone knows McConnell's a dirtbag. He's the obvious establishment. Okay. The not so obvious establishment is more clever guys. Okay. And that's what we want to talk about. Look, if you go back, the reason I wanted to play you that video is the solution is you have to build a bottoms up movement. There's really sort of this very interesting bifurcation people go through. You get to a point in life where you have to make a decision. And some people do it explicitly or implicitly. You say, do I want to change the world? One set of people choose to go into the world of complacency. I just want to move to a little farm. I want to meditate. I'm going to sit under, I don't know, a tree and meditate all there, something like that. The other set of people say, yes, I want to change the world. And when you get to that point, those in power essentially give you two options. Run for political office, become part of, right, Republican or Democrat, or file lawsuits. They do not want people to know that it is movements that have always changed the world. So if you go back to the late 1800s and the early 1900s of this country, uh, someone said, do I, you know, four American workers were actually shot fighting for the eight-hour workday. It was the 1900s. Women rose up, and these weren't controlled by Republicans or Democrats, not run by AOCs or Bernie Sanders, people like that. These were independent movements, and between 1900 to 1970, over 150 million American people struck, went to the streets, not just shooting people, but actual very powerful strikes. And it was because of that, as the American economy grew, everyone's wages grew because the fear of God was put into the establishment. Now, between 1970 to today, the Republicans and Democrats united to destroy these bottoms up movements. The quote unquote unions, the true unions were taken over. Thank you. Were taken over, bring it right here. Were taken over by the Republicans and the Democrats and the Kennedys. And the, and you can put it right here, Ken. And um, what ended up happening was the the right wing said, if you ever said workers unite, you must be a communist. You see, said so the, they they used a red scare to make sure people never built bottoms up movements, and then the Democrats took over these movements. So between 1970 to today, the economy grew, GDP grew, but we have two American pies right now. One American pie for the elites, which has grown, for the second and third 
sorry, for the third and fourth income quartiles. But for the first and second income quartiles, the pie has shrunk. In fact, $47 trillion was taken from that shrinking pie to the larger pie. So there's been massive wealth transfer. And this has been going on since 1970. They bring in various not so obvious establishment people throughout this process to sucker people back in so they do not build a movement. And I think this is the eye on the prize. They do not want us to go say, fuck you, go build an independent movement. Because they knew the last time American workers did that, they had massive gains that took place in the 1900s. And they want to suppress that. So they surely do not want a guy like myself who's understood this dynamic, educating people, building a, a global movement. That is too dangerous. So they really have to push Trump and Kennedy. You know, a couple of months ago, Trump's office called me. I've met with Trump. Kennedy literally steals my shit. Literally, literally takes it word for word. And they need to do that because they know a true movement's going to come up. So they must hijack that by speaking the words, but misleading people back into the establishment. We're not going to allow that because many people who overcome Kennedy and Trump are saying, shit, we get it. And those are highly enlightened people. And those people, you can build an explosive movement. And that's what's going to happen. So between now and 2024, these people are fucked because we have a movement now. And in 2020, the reason we were so successful, even though they did all this stuff, because we have a movement. Look at what our movement did and what the efforts myself did. We exposed Fauci. We ran the fire Fauci campaign. We're, and we got that out there. We're the ones who exposed the entire election fraud systems. Trump used my stuff and made a half a billion. Mike Lindell was talking cray cray shit. And all these crazies came talking about random shit. But the fundamental issues of election fraud we got out and still need to be addressed, which is chain of custody and signature, signature verification. So we have a historic opportunity here because of the fact that these two scumbags, Kennedy and Trump, are running. Because it's an opportunity unlike never before for people to overcome this hurdle of recognizing these people are also the same as the obvious. I mean, Mitch McConnell is the obvious establishment. Come on. It's no big deal what's going on with him. The real issue is, do you understand Trump is part of the establishment? Do you understand that Trump kept Fauci? Do you understand Trump brought in the swamp? Do you understand that you go down the list of things Trump has done? He printed $7.1 trillion. 60, 64 uh, Council on Foreign Relations uh, people into yep. his administration. Holy crap. I mean, you talk about draining the swamp and you go right into the swamp and bring the entire swamp into the White House. There you go. There you it's go, guys. It's unbelievable. It's But once you understand system, look, in 1984, I learned this when I saw Jesse Jackson rile up a lot of young of us speaking the same rhetoric as Kennedy and Trump. And, and by the way, Kennedy and um, sorry, Trump and Jesse Jackson were part of the Reform Party. And they suckered at the last minute. Jesse Jackson spoke all this rhetoric, said all the right things. And then he says, oh, my God, we must support the lesser of two evils. We have to do Mondale and gives all of his votes to Mondale. Bernie Sanders did that with Jesse, with uh, Hillary Clinton, right? It's a recurrent process, a right wing. They needed the right wing version of Bernie Sanders. That's Trump. And now they're recognizing, holy shit, Dr. Shiva's out there educating people. So we need two fangs. So they got Trump on the right and, and Kennedy on the left to sucker people back in. That's the dynamic. But once you study system science, You'll get it. Look, about uh, in 2016, a very, very close friend of mine, very smart woman, 
Harvard, MD, PhD. She was a national organizer for Sanders. She comes to my house. She goes, Shiva, Bernie is a hero. He's going to save the world. He's for all the things you talk about, workers' rights and all this. I go, Bernie is going to fuck you over, Lori. You're fucking stupid. He's going to give all of his votes to Hillary Clinton on the floor of the Democratic Convention. She goes, no way. You're a fucking asshole. Why are you so arrogant? You don't want to support anyone. You crit Walks out of my house. Two years later, what happened? She calls me crying. She goes, I was used. I work day and night. And that's what these people do. And they burn out activists. Fuck Robert Kennedy. The guy's a douchebag at the deepest levels of a human being. He's a demon. That's why his voice sounds like that. From a spiritual tradition, you know, if you study any of the yogic traditions, you have the different chakras, the crown chakra, you know, your third eye, which is intuition and truth. And there's your throat chakra. And then yours, the, all the other chakras. His fucking throat chakra is fucked up because his thoughts don't match his deeds. He's full of shit. Oh, Come on, you don't, you don't support the Democrat Party uh, stealing all of the uh, black people's money through Act Blue on the BLM website, and it goes directly to your KKK uh, Democrats. You don't uh, support that. Come on. No, but we should on. also talk. You know, I, I think I hope Come you guys on, you got to you got to oppose both of these parties, Democrats and Republicans. Did you did you hear? It's like a, a new uh, thought crime to use irony. A, a white uh, <laughs> supremacist. Yep. are seen uh, by you by uh, the mark of using irony and now you even have uh, the new sign of right-wing extremism is laughter laughter <laughs> oh my god you so, guys you, know, you guys so we got we got to laugh more because right well you're you're definitely triggering the, the people you're definitely triggering the people with your words which is what, <laughs> what we laugh. need what we want on weaponized news and hope that we can break through to these people out there that are passionate about, and they really do love America, but they back, like you say, these controlled opposition candidates that run us right into a ditch every single time. And yeah, I mean, Bailey and Ramaswampy and, and uh, DeSanctimonious with his uh, uh, World Economic Forum deals and overturning the health freedom uh, desires of, of the Florida people. They put together this big package, and then he comes in and, and uh, cancels that. I mean, it, he's got a lot of other good policy, and, and the way he talks is is great. I mean, you know, c copying Trump though, and in, in, in everything, uh, doing the Trump too. But uh, it, it, a lot of what he's doing. Is it too far gone? Is it too far gone? And we just need to uh, let the whole thing collapse. Well, look, there. You, look, I've studied revolutionary politics from a theoretical perspective. There used to be a theory in the 1900s, which said, "Let things collapse." And then, or let, uh, you know, when things get really bad, um, people rise up, right? This theory is absolutely nonsense. It never has gone anywhere. In fact, oppression oppresses. You have to take an engineering approach, guys. You got to take a carpenter's approach or a plumber's approach or small business person's approach. If I walked out of my business here, everything's going to fall apart. You know, there's something called entropy, okay? If I wanted to make the iPhone, right, the iPhone didn't just as created. Steve Jobs had to create it to bring in the best engineer scientists. You know what I'm saying? A revolution, a, a movement doesn't just happen because they fuck us over so much. In fact, they'll drive us back into the woods where we'll be shitting everywhere like it's happening in San Francisco. The issue is they want hunger games type society. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why. And they want to train people to think, oh, this is just all like 
something just happens and we're all fucked. No, there is a way out of this. There's a way to build a bridge. You have to go and study force equals mass times acceleration. Then you have to study finite elements. You have to go through the discipline. You're creating a whole group of 20 year olds who fucking think their opinions matter. They don't even know how to solve a problem. They can't even lay out a simple equation. So that's the society we're creating where everything is some things just happen. No, we create things. I had to write the code to create email. I had to create a company. I had to bring people together. I had to learn how to hire and fire. It's hard fucking work. And people who know this are working people. A surgeon knows this. A doctor doesn't. Surgeons have to make decisions. A plumber knows this. An engineer knows this. That you have to make things. In order to make something, you need to understand the physical laws. And those physical laws. So how do you make a revolution? Well, I've discovered those laws. And that is why I keep hammering away to people. You know, when I wrote System and Revolution, it took me 50 years to write that. What are those systems principles? What are those mechanics? And you know what? If you want to really change the world, you have to sit your fucking ass down and you have to study and learn. And parents don't force their kids to do that anymore. So you have a bunch of dilettantes running around there. So if we're going to win, and the good news is working people, there's enough of us. There's enough good plumbers. There's enough good electricians. There's enough people who engineer stuff that we know it takes effort to build stuff. But that's the wrong model to say, well, things just get worse. No, go look at countries like Jamaica and Haiti. Things keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And they'll keep getting worse. You know, when I was in Africa, one of these went to, you know, I, I love animals and so on. You're sitting there and you're watching these, <laughs> you're watching these primates and you say, shit, we were out there at one time, right? And that wasn't that long ago. So we went from that to a, a room with electricity and all. So, okay. So the establishment says, you know what? You don't get any more housing. Okay, now you're living on the street. Okay, we're not even going to let you live on the street. You could end up back with a bunch of apes. They don't care. Well, the things are certainly getting worse in uh, the Caribbean and uh, Africa when you have all of these uh, presidents dying. And when the State Department, as reported by mainstream media, uh, uh, out of these 26 hitmen that went in and murdered, Haiti's president, uh, two of them confessed and said that they were hired by the American State Department and, and uh, the security firm in Florida, based in Florida, was uh, hiring all of these uh, people, uh, hitmen, to go in and uh, do these assassinations. So you have uh, a massive record, of course, uh, of these declassified CIA documents showing all of these assassinations and assassination attempts on Cuba and countless countries there. Uh, the orchestration is shocking. And you have these uh, six, six African countries that rejected the COVID-19 uh, vaccines or were mocking the PCR test, uh, like Magafuli in, in Tanzania, uh, testing the, the PCR on, on birds and oil and papayas and generating positives. And he used to be a lab technician. And then all of these people uh, shortly after are, are all dead. And Bill Hates uh, wrote an article in, in, uh, for something coming for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation anyway, and then that was all retracted, uh, taken out of the media and, and covered up and saying that we need to get rid of this guy, we need to get this guy out of there, and, and less than 45 days later, he was dead. Uh, and six countries, uh, I count uh, Madagascar's uh, president uh, in that list, he was assassinated twice, fortunately he survived both of those assassination uh, attempts, but uh, uh, Haiti was the, uh, right, the, the only... Uh, African populist country that uh, didn't vaccinate a single person, and then he's gunned down by uh, these 26 people. So, 
this is uh, shocking what's going on in the well, amount of... Uh, but look, the obvious establishment, I, I have to keep reminding of this important point, is easy to identify. Right now, if you look at Gavi, you know, the, the council and the Clinton Global Initiative and Bill... Which Musk has a, de uh, a deal, a partnership with uh, Bill Hates' Gavi. Right. And, and a lot of but you have to go back to the central point. When the establishment knows you're getting onto them, they're going to create the, uh, the not-so-obvious establishment. And I'm telling you, the real enemy here is fucking booby fucking Kennedy. He endorsed Hillary Clinton three times. She supported rabid pro-vaccine mandates. She supported pro-mask mandates. She's pro-Monsanto. She had that one of the chiefs of Monsanto run her campaign. How are all of these people, these 20% of people, thinking and all these dumbass fucking conservatives putting Kennedy on any of these shows. And why, why is not one of them asking him the question, why did you endorse Hillary Clinton? Can you answer that question? Why isn't Sean Hannity putting me on? And because they're teeing it up to promote the not so obvious, because right when people get close, they create the not so obvious establishment. So why is Joe Rogan in not one of his questions Ask him, hey, why did you endorse Hillary Clinton three times? She's pro-Monsanto. You claim you run water keepers, which is to clean up the environment. She's pro-glyphosate. Why did you in 2020 come to Massachusetts and take your nephew and fly him out to Hollywood, who's rapidly pro, this is in the heat of COVID, rapidly pro-vaccine mandates. Why did you in your own home force everyone to be COVID vaccine uh, vaccinated? And then blame your wife when we know many couples were breaking apart, were putting their livelihoods on the line. And then you're the leader. You're the fucking misleader of the medical freedom movement. Ask yourself, why is this douchebag Russell Brand? Why are they giving him layups? Why? And, and it's interesting. I'm a breakthrough clean energy tech uh, uh, innovator. Uh, do you do you think he'll put me in jail uh, for Right. Questioning climate change. He said those people who don't believe in climate change should be arrested. Right. But what I'm saying is right now, let's forget the past right now in real time. Why is not one of these people asking these questions? You know why? Because they're all part of the cabal. We have a neo media cabal right now that in involves fucker Carlson. Uh, this guy, Russell Brand, involves Joe Rogan involves all these people around them. If you see anyone promoting Kennedy and they get views, like I see this guy, Chief Nerd, it's all this cabal, including cat shit. He's, a, he's part of the cabal. Think of this, think of this. They need Kennedy to be the anti-vax guy and Trump the pro-vax guy. That's why Trump will never uh, change his position on the vaccine when it's, we have, you know, it's obvious that it, it doesn't work. And Well, not only that, Think about the bigger issue here. Kennedy's actually a big pharma guy. Kennedy's big pharma. He said he's pro-vax, yeah. Not only that, he's big pharma. Look at the entire Kennedy's. They bootleg drugs and they promoted drugs. Bootleg liquor, yeah. Well, John F. Kennedy was on all sorts of drugs. He had venereal disease. He should never have been allowed into the Navy. He was disqualified. His father got him in. He was taking drugs all day, pharmaceutical drugs. His other brother is the one, Kennedy's the one who passed the 1962 Vaccination Act. Then the second brother is the one who saved big pharma companies. He's the one who was on the Senate side sponsor of the National Vaccine Injury Program, which gave indemnity to all the big pharma guys. And now Kennedy- Ted, Ted Kennedy? 
Ted Kennedy right here murdered a woman. Yeah. Okay. The Kennedys have been all big pharma. And so the first Kennedy, JFK, he's the one who created all the bureaucracy within the government, the corrupt bureaucracy for vaccines. Then Ted Kennedy, instead of getting rid of it, pulling off that Band-Aid, the 1960, look, as president, I will eliminate the 1962 Vaccination Act. It should go away. There's no right government has to be in your bodies at all. But Booby doesn't want to address that because he wants to keep his Kennedy bullshit going. And then Ted fucking Kennedy, who was a drug addict himself, what does he do? He saves the big pharma companies by passing the National Vaccine Injury Program, which they had Nick, uh, Reagan sign. And then, and that created more government bureaucracy, created the vaccine courts. So if you got injured, you can no longer sue Big Pharma. Thank you to the Kennedys again. And then Booby fucking Kennedy speaks with 15 different tongues. Oh, I'm against vaccines. Then I'm pro-vax. I'm totally pro-vax. You know, I've never been anti-vax. I vaccinated all my kids, gave them 69 vaccines. And then I'm going to create a whole new way of creating safe vaccines. So he's going to take all these corrupt institutions his father built, and his, I'm sorry, his uncle built and his two uncles built, and then he's going to somehow make them create safe vaccines. I mean, the ludicrous of this bullshit is to yeah, save uh, big pharma. Now, deceive so many people. Well, here's the thing. The motherfucker is taking TRT, legal steroids, which came, which is really anabolic steroids. By the end of 2029, in six years, the anabolic steroid industry is going to grow to be a quarter of a trillion dollar industry, big pharma. And an anabolic steroid has about 10,000 to 100,000 times more chance of creating blood clots. than And the mRNA, both create blood clots. The mRNA vax has a certain adverse effect. That's going to become around $120 billion industry. So the, what about the blood thinner industry then? Yeah. Both. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they get, I they get, and I think I think all these guys should disclose what drugs they're on. Kennedy should disclose. They should all be drug tested. What what drugs are you on, Doctor Shiva? They should be tested for if they took the uh, the Nazis or not as you're, well. They you're should you're prove that. Zero. Zero. I, I take. I, I haven't. Yeah. I don't take drugs, and I bet you I could do more push-ups and more sit-ups than Kennedy and Trump. And I would really like to challenge. I want to do Zuck versus Musk. I'll take Kennedy, Trump, and Musk on in a in a let's do a you know one of those cage fights. These guys are all fucking weak. How about this things. physical fitness challenge? We don't need to get violent. <laughs> yeah, my point is they're not men. They these these guys all hate women. If you're a woman listening to this and you want to suck Kennedy's and Trump's cock off and by voting for them, you have to have your head checked. They hate women. Yee. They hate the womanizers, right? Famous womanizers. Well, it's not womanizers. They hate women. Let's not call them womanizers. That's maybe all oh, they're very powerful men. No, they're fucking hate women. Please don't do that. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to spin this into a, a, a touching on uh, this very important topic, I think, since we have a, a presidential candidate. I want to talk about it, this other presidential candidate, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, and I'll transition with her. The woman, uh, most people don't know that Vivek Ramaswamy I call him Ramaswampy. Ramaswampy's uh, wife, uh, and, and when you talk about hating women, works for uh, the fun the funder of Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Les Wexner. Uh, Les Wexner, who funded uh, Epstein, is also funding uh, Vivek Ramaswampy's campaign. Uh, he's a, one of the most wealthy and the biggest 
uh, Republican Party donors in, in the state of Ohio, and he comes from Columbus, Ohio, and Vivek Ramaswampy spent almost his entire life in Columbus, Ohio, and his wife works for Les Wexner's hospital and, and has done so for a considerable period of time. And, and Vivek Ramaswampy, he comes from uh, the uh, uh, pharmaceutical industry. Let's have a look here. We'll put this uh, back up. And he comes from Yale and Harvard, and he was, uh, I believe it was, if I'm correct, or, or I'm just slightly off, if not, uh, he was the president, I believe, of the Harvard Political Association. Here he is uh, being uh, promoted on the uh, Paul and Dar uh, Daisy Soros website here. And uh, he uh, founded a number of pharmaceutical companies, all pushing uh, mRNA injections, pushing the lipid nanoparticles. This is Royvent uh, Sciences. We had several. Thomas, we're getting some feedback there. He had several uh, IPOs uh, where he made uh, all of his money. He uh, is claimed that he's worth uh, over $500 million uh, from these uh, uh, stock market listings that he's done. And let's go to the next uh, link here. I don't see this, this guy as a serious contender, though, honestly. Well, look, the Republicans love him and, and for some reason. I mean, this red meat that he's throwing out, this anti-ESG stuff, he's attacking the left-wing uh, uh, ideological perspective, supposedly. And uh, <clears throat> I want to expose some of the fraud that's going on here. Uh, and and uh, right also to uh, Shiva's audience, uh, so they understand this, because nobody's really exposing this uh, really uh, well and the fraud that's being uh, put on by this guy in this campaign is, is absolutely shocking. Uh, so here we have uh, <clears throat> Vivek Ramaswampy. He was promoted by the World Economic Forum as a young global leader, and then he claimed uh, uh, to have a problem with him doing that, saying that they refused to take his name off the website. I guess he didn't want to be associated with them. They, they didn't want anybody to find out what's going on. And, of course, when you're coming from Harvard, right, the big CIA in uh, Yale, CIA feeder schools, uh, promoting all of these uh, right, establishment uh, democratic candidates. Uh, this kind of fraud, this kind of manipulation, as Soros always does, uh, you can expect if somebody's the leader of the uh, right political association there, uh, what kind of person this is going to be. So he pretends to sue the World Economic Forum. Uh, New York Post has a really good article about this as well that people can look into. And guess how much uh, uh, he sued them for? He's so angry that he sued them for a whopping $2,500. All right. Maybe just the fees of filing the lawsuit. Uh, if he did it with any lawyer, of course, he's going to end up losing tons of money, even if he won. So it's quite shocking. And there's another uh, Ramaswamy from India, from Tata Consultancy Services. Tata is one of the biggest companies uh, in the world. Uh, like 40, 40 plus billion dollars a year in revenue, this company, they're, they're huge, big steel company. Uh, so he's saying that he has nothing to do with World Economic Forum. But there's another Ramaswamy from uh, India where his family is from, of course. And uh, uh, I was looking into what those guys do uh, with Tata. And they were working with the World Economic Forum to do all the new digital learning platforms that Bill Gates was talking about pushing the vaccines, putting this all into all of the schools across India and developing out like young global leader type uh, organizations in there. Uh, that's what the, that's what they're doing here is Fenguswami Ramas, uh, Ramaswamy. 
And uh, <clears throat> the backers of uh, a Vivex campaign are Peter Thiel and JD Van, uh, which which funded JD Vance's campaign, and fund manager Bill Ackman, Cantor Fitzgerald chairman, and CEO Howard Lutnick, and some others. And now he's uh, uh, making this anti-ESG fund and fund management company called Strive Asset Management. So Soros and hedge funds and, and uh, Ramaswampy came out, came out of school, uh, right, to involved with uh, Soros to some degree, at least obviously something going on there. And then he goes into hedge funds. Wow, copycat of Soros, what Soros is doing. And now he's do now he's doing the... Uh, He's doing, sorry about that, somebody. So guys, listen, listen, I think, look, it, I think the more important thing, and this is all, you can look at all these guys, they're all part of the swarm. Dr. Shiva, have you, have you, uh, you have any candidates coming up that you've trained up there for uh, lower positions to run? From look, your this, this is our view on this. I think we're at a point where you have to raise people's consciousness to understand the dynamics. And so we have now, if you look across the world, we have about 350,000 people who have connected with our movement. About a half a billion people know about us. Um, and our goal is in a very methodical way, in a very disciplined way to make sure that we people go through the educational program. If you don't go through the educational program, it's like you're not qualified to freaking fly the airplane or you shouldn't be an engineer. And people have to take this seriously. So we have a lot of very, very, we take it in a very uh, perfunctory, in a very, a very, uh, disciplined way to do this. And out of that, 350,000, half a million people now, we're finding leaders. It's all meritocracy based. And so now we have leaders all over the world. This, this is a long game process. Yeah, people say, oh my God, we got to do something. This election's going to, this is a crime that they've gotten. Is, this is a scam. Oh my God, and Reagan, we have to do this. Oh my God, we. you see what I'm saying? It's a recurrent process of urgency, urgency, urgency. Always the biggest election of our lifetime. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be the most biggest election. We got to do this. Oh, we got to vote for Trump, you know? But And everyone doesn't build the movement. To build a movement, you have to lay the foundation. You have to put the big, important, you know, foundational walls. Then you have to teach people the basic, you know, physics, and you have to put in the electricity and the plumbing. Then you can talk about running for office, okay? Now, my running for office is a very important thing because I ran multiple times. And in this election, you know, a lot of the people coming to us, they're like, well, Dr. Shiva, I agree with everything you're saying, but who should I vote for? You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's from that distraction standpoint, my running says, shut the fuck up, I'm running, but now also understand this dynamics, get educated, don't be enslaved. So that's what's profound about this. And had our movement existed in the 1900s, during the civil rights movement, right? We've been a very different point. So we have to build this movement now. So anyone out there, for God's sake, don't be a dilettante. Don't be thinking there's a shortcut. There is no fucking shortcut. Voting for Trump or voting for Kennedy, there's no shortcut. Following the queue is not a shortcut. <laughs> you have to build the movement. The Trust Bill Barr, right? Okay, uh, trust how, Bill, Barr. Bill Barr will save you. How are people exactly. going to, uh, where, where do they start to get involved in the movement? Well, let me share again, since, I, since you asked. Um, I'm going to just, what the best thing people can do is, Yeah, well, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of things. Yeah, all of these things come back to the same, you know, in um, 
Can you guys see this? In all systems of medicine, they say everything comes, all disease is one disease, nutrition, okay? Ramaswamy is just a symptom. So if people go to Truth, Freedom, Health, you know, you'll see what Truth, Freedom, and Health itself is a system, okay? And it's a system of, so let me walk you through this. By the way, if people go there, they'll see the swarm video. Um, and these are the two basic videos that everyone should see. It took me 55, 59 years to do that video on the left. It's a, it's a great video. But we have about in a, but we have people like in Antarctica who've signed up. I don't know who. Samoa, okay? People from all over the world. But if you go through our stories of transformation, we're getting everyday people talking about their journeys. This is not for celebrities. We're not, it's The endorsements here come from everyday people. But the important thing is we have many, many victories. So people should get inspired, right? Our movement wins because we're not waiting for them. So what's the problem we're solving? So if you look at this, we got a ton of information. Prior to 1993, you couldn't get the amount of information you get. You're looking up all this thing on this fool, whatever, Viv Ek or something, right? You're getting it, boom, 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 right? You could find any information on what vitamins you should eat, which exercise you, to, you should do. In spite of all that information, the world has not gotten healthier, has not gotten more truthful, has not gotten more healthy, right? Or not, has, got, has not gotten more freedom. In fact, these are some of the statistics, very conservative statistics. More people are anxious, depressed, hopeless. 40% of people want to overthrow their governments. In a few years, half, half of the world's population will be obese. Okay, so it's not information improves stuff. And why is that? So when you take a systems approach, you find out that the forces of power, profit, and control are very, very clever. And this is what I was saying. Information gets fed through the lens of ignorance. What is ignorance? Ignorance is you have an elephant right in front of you, but you, you put on blinders and you only feel the tusk and you think it's a snake or the guy who touches a tail thinks it's a brush, right? So you don't see the whole. They don't want you to see the whole picture. They only want you to see little parts. Oh, oh my God, DHS. Oh, Tucker Carlson's exposing the censorship infrastructure. Oh my God, Elon is doing. They just want you to give you pieces. So this leads people to illusion and confusion. And from a very simple system standpoint, if you people can absorb this little drawing, they end up in four realms. Complacent, I'm gonna give up. I'm just gonna go to the farm and I'm gonna just grow organic foods and I'm gonna just take care of myself. Or desperation, they get a gun and they start shooting people. Or into the left or the right. These are the four buckets they want people in. And if you're in one of these four buckets, you're absolutely controlled and it's done through ignorance. And who is doing this? Well. It is the politicians, the gurus, the grifters of the left and right. They are the machinery of ignorance. All these people are fucking entertainers. Trump wanted to be an entertainer. Okay. Fucker Carlson is an entertainer. Alex Jones is an entertainer. Joe Rogan. And then you have these fools, Bernie Sanders, who's never held a job. So they don't use the obvious establishment. They use the not so obvious. Yes. And yeah. And all these people you know, are all entertainers. They're the machinery of ignorance. So yeah, McConnell, he's a fool. But these people are the, really the dangerous people because people, oh my God, I heard Sadhguru say this. Oh, Trump said, lock her up. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's, it's like they have a script. I'm telling you, this shit is written. Yeah, and I got to add Kennedy fucker onto this. So what's the solution? Okay, 
The solution is knowledge. Now, a lot of people don't know what knowledge is. People think knowledge is, oh, I got a lot of knowledge. Knowledge is the ability to intersect these very important facts and get to wisdom. And when you get wisdom, you get clarity. And when you get clarity, you, you become an activist. You become innovative. You become organized. And that's called being a full human being. You're not looking for some jackass with the name Kennedy or the guy who's got golden sated toilets who's, who tries to put Trump everywhere. You're looking to yourself. You don't ask dumbass questions. Oh, what is Trump going to do? Who should we vote for? You say, what the fuck am I going to do? And now in order to do this, you have to decide to be your own guru. You have to let go. You have to learn not what to think, but how to think. And so that's been my journey. So what I've done here is, you know, I used to teach this course at MIT, which teach people system science. Okay. You could, I mean, Jesus, man, I had, I've, I've taught some of the best people in the world. I try to give it away. No one wanted it. So we say, okay, give us a hundred bucks. Oh, then we want it. But then we say, after you take this course, you have to give it to as many kids as you can free. Then I had to write books like textbooks, essentially developing a whole engineering field. What is a system? What is revolution? What are those principles? And when you get it, you can apply it to all aspects of your life. Many years ago, I wrote this theory paper where I had discovered this foundational systems theory, got published in the Journal of Systems. And then, well, if the system science works, your body is a system. It took me 25 years to create a tool and we give this away. You can understand what kind of system you are when your system's off course. And then how foods, exercises, even your, um, you know, particular exercises can bring you back to you. So this is no longer about you following some idiot of the day. Okay, everyone eat keto. Everyone eat raw foods. Everyone, it's about you finding what's right for you. And then, you know, we teach people how food is a system. We, we do regular events and lectures, like ongoing training for quote unquote revolutionaries, right? It's revolutionary continuing education. And then... One of the biggest things we do, I believe in the learn, teach, and serve model. You learn, you teach, and you help others. So we have a woman who's an esthetician, okay, who does nails for a living. Amazing woman. She's been teaching PhDs out of University of Chicago. I have MIT professors who recommend this. And then we have a community. We want people to know that you're not alone. And then finally, we get people on the ground passing out flyers, meeting their neighbors, you don't have time. to. There's a flyer on mask mandates. There's a flyer on how to boost the immune system. And then we've created our own tools on an equivalent of Twitter, an equivalent of Facebook. But we do it in our private network so people can mobilize and organize. That's what we've created. This is about an infrastructure. And this, if anything, was probably one of the more important contributions I've made separate from the other things I've done, but it's about educating people that the only way out of this is you. There is no freaking Messiah coming. You are your own Messiah and we collectively are our own Messiahs, but we have to understand this physics. Without understanding this dynamics, and I'm sort of summarizing it here, without being a warrior and a scholar, you're just spinning your wheels. We can keep exposing who the evil is after a certain point is useless. It becomes a business exposing people, right? And that's what you have. Alex Jones just exposes people. Now Tucker Carlson wants to expose people, but they don't want to build a movement because they're going to be out of business. So there you go. Yeah. <clears throat> so we have a solution. We've identified the problem and that's what engineers do. And now we've created the framework. And so, you know, people can go to truth, freedom, health. And the other more simpler thing, John, do you have a, a so let me tell you something simpler people can do. 
and it's equally powerful, but everyone should become a Truth Freedom and Health Warrior. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com, but you can put one of these bumper stickers up. Why? Well, 100,000 people per day, if you put it on your car, will see this. And then you can volunteer. When we have people volunteering, we're going on the ground, passing out flyers. I'll be out six in the morning at the train station. I'm a ground. I really believe in communicating with people. The future is freaking offline. This online, we the First Amendment has been destroyed by Democrat and Republican on the online medium. The future is offline. But you, you made a, it's important now that uh, Twitter is again bringing back the hardcore censorship since this uh, hiring of this World Economic Forum, uh, uh, you know. No, uh, Trump, no, no, vaccine, no, 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 inaccurate. Musk is the face of censorship 10.0. That's why he was put in by Silicon Valley. And I was hammering him. If you go look at my tweets, as I hammered him, I exposed every other bastard was promoting him, all the conservative people. And by the way, when he brought in Linda Yaccarino, go look at James um, Woods' tweet. And I, I captured it. He said, oh, my God, the game's over. I said, James, the game, the game never began. And that started going viral. You know what he does? He, he deletes his tweet, guys. And then the next day, he says, I want to thank Elon Musk for you know, the 100,000 viewers I just got. Do you see it's become a banana republic? Yeah, and Elon Musk is taking the money. He's losing money, but taking millions of dollars a month now and feeding it to these influencers. Uh, meanwhile, like, what, what about all of the victims of the criminal vandalism uh, that uh, right, Twitter has done? Elon comes in. If he really cared about free speech, well, why didn't he right, fund this $44 billion to any of these independent media platforms? Not a single dollar to any of them. And he awards these criminals with $44 billion. I mean, he, he, made, he made them all millionaires. Yeah. Right? He gave them this endless amount of money. He awarded them for doing this. These just record crimes. Look, Elon, Elon Musk and now he's forcing the ID 2020 where you got to give up your driver's license to these people or you can't even send a message to, to your friends or somebody that you want to online and, and they let everybody just endlessly spam and spam and spam uh, no spam protection at all took all of the controls off all of the filters off so that people would be annoyed and then and then oh they'll thank musk again for for i'll get rid of the spam bots by requ requiring the the id and now he's pushing towards uh, right what looks like he's going in the direction of the cbdc right so and he's saying that in the future x uh, to, you know, X Twitter is going to be, uh, you know, 50 percent of uh, every of the entire world's uh, a financial transaction. So it looks like now he's trying to do the same one size fits all inclusive app that's going to control everybody's entire life. Yeah. And, and right. With with the with the uh, uh, digi digital ID uh, uh, transaction. We're right. So you could be demonetized. We're right, at, we're right at two hours. Uh, we really. Yeah, guys, I, this is great. I have to uh, hop off. Um, I got. Yes. I got. I definitely have to do another show uh, yeah. with you and go go into some of the uh, the. I would love to get into the engineering of the the drugs and COVID drugs with you and, and expose this and get into that and some of the other things behind the, the engineering of these Nazines, uh, which I see. Uh, I've looked through uh, the patents, uh, uh, the patent we technology. Can we can do that. Going back 130 years, and it's shocking what is inside of there and very enlightening. Uh, well, everybody look, needs to do that. Nothing is going to change unless we have a movement, period. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Everything is, you know, we got to spend 80% of our time, which is what I do, building a movement. 
and 20% of time exposing the ills, okay, which we've done today. But the good news is our movement exists. You know, my run for president exists. And it's a huge opportunity for people to get off their butts and get involved. I, I get people understanding theory. You can do that. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com, become a warrior scholar. You know, Shiva for president gives you an opportunity to get on the ground, meet people, interact with people, have discussions, you know. But without that discourse and meeting people face to face, I'm a big proponent of that. Nothing's going to change. And we have to build a movement. But part of building that movement, if there's one takeaway, is recognize that the not so obvious establishment, you know, like in the times of Christ, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were the real enemies. And that's once we get onto that and understand that it's over for them. It really is. It's raising consciousness. And that is what we need to do. So that's a big opportunity we have. And, uh, you know, a couple of, you know, I recommend people go to Shiva for president, become a volunteer if you want. By the way, when people give me money, I give you back books and knowledge. It's hard for me. I've never been able to take any money without giving back. So that reciprocity is woven into everything we do. So that's and for people looking for, you know, alternatives now, seeing the censorship that's happening on, on Twitter, you, you mentioned that you have some platform that you've created. Do you have, we a have our own that? platform? Look, yeah, I don't know if you guys know, I built one of the uh, I have a three, three of the most important, highly cited patents for AI um, in, you know, I, I separate from building the first email system, one of my first lives. The next thing I did was I created a technology to automatically read and route email. Um, I did it for customer service. Originally, I did it for the White House, believe it or not. I was a grad student and I won a competition. Um, but what's important to recognize is that um, we built our own data center. So, you know, I've contributed that data center to our movement. So we build everything here. Um, everything we run, uh, as much as we can, we can, we run it on our own platforms and our own systems. So, yes. Thank you. What, what where can people go to uh, check that out, that website, to check out your so platform? So they should go to truthfreedomhealth.com, and we include all of that in our platform, truthfreedomhealth.com. We have the Warrior Scholar Program. Um, we also have created a leadership program now. We're out of all these people coming in. We're training leaders so they become a serious agents of change all over the in, in their own. So we have people all the way from Finland to people in Nigeria across the United States. Um, to give you an idea, there was a woman who went to New Zealand. I think I may have mentioned this. She was at a political event in New Zealand. She goes, how many of you know Dr. Shiva? Over 50% of people did. So that's what fears them because we've gotten our visibility out there in spite of them trying to make us invisible. So, um, you know, that's why I, I want to give interviews to small, independent podcasters. And that's where the movement needs to come from. Guys like you, you guys got to get it out there. But we have a huge opportunity right now. No, we really appreciate you coming on today. It'd be great to do uh, uh, more shows with you uh, in the near future, uh, along with your campaign and promote and support uh, you and what you're doing. And then uh, get your message uh, more out to the uh, uh, West uh, Coast uh, audience uh, in California and, and across the Western United States. And uh, I, I'm over here in Southeast Asia, uh, broadcasting internationally as well. We're on a number of international uh, platforms. So it's great to uh, great. Uh, for people around the world to get exposure to you as well and what you're doing and the, the different perspective. Because right internationally, mostly what people see is on these mainstream media platforms, uh, CNN, MSNBC, etc. They don't get 
uh, that much opportunity to see the other American candidates. So I'm really happy uh, that, that people across the world can can uh, get access to, to your teaching as well. So thank you so much. Yeah, uh, everyone should go through the Truth for Health Warrior training program. We made it very accessible. You take it and, and uh, we made it for kids between 13 to 18 free. Everyone should take it. Kids, you know, need to understand system science first. So thank you, guys. All right, thanks. We're going to put you on Access Television over here in Fresno, California. Everybody do your own research as always. Push that like, share, subscribe, notification button. Peace, love, and liberty. Speak out and take action and have a good day. Be well, guys. Bye-bye. Over. Thank you, Dr. Yep. Be well. All right, guys. So that was um, a bunch of podcasters out in the West Coast who get it. So um, become a Truth for Health Warrior Scholar. Um, get involved in this campaign. You know, go get these bumper stickers. They're really, really powerful. Go to shivaforpresident.com, uh, get a bumper sticker. There's, um, uh, you can text us if you want to get involved. Uh, so be on our SMS list. Um, tomorrow, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m., sign up for the open house. We can have direct interaction one-on-one -on -one with audio um, and video. So vashiva.com slash orientation or come to our 8 p.m. town hall. That's at shivaforpresident.com slash town hall. So get involved. We've made it easy for you guys to get involved. We recognize people are very, very busy in their lives. So we had to essentially package it. So there's no excuse people don't have to be involved. And finally, let me play our uh, very powerful campaign video and get involved. Thank you, everyone. Be well. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working-class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses, and coding software. My friends and neighbors are blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14-year-old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first U.S. copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, anyplace by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remain safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard, and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers, and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not-so-obvious establishment. Across left and right, we were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption and racism. They transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering and fake science. Lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out. One set of rules for them and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time 
never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remained silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure, the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight, independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement, to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for President of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. They think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people, for the working people, who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey, are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health to win back America, be part of this historic movement, all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. President. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shivaya Duray, and I approve this message, paid for by Dr. Shiva for President.